podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. And hello, everybody. It is basically five past midnight in the UK. This is how much we love you, late tea timers. I've been busy today. I've been doing tennis commentary. Um, I do cricket, tennis, and I present this golf thing. I spread myself very, very thinly. My talent is spread very wafer thin across sport. Joined by Dave Tyndall, who's been out gallivanting as well, DT, haven't you? Yes, I've been to the theatre to what see, a comedian. see a comedian called Daniel Kitson, who's brilliantly funny. Was it good? Brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there's a recommendation. Daniel, if you're watching this, follow at Late Tea Time Pod. Um, and this week, we are looking ahead to the Travellers Championship. Before we do that, we need to look back at uh, last week because that was, we were with you every single day um, during the US Open, but we weren't with you after it. And that tournament, I said to you the other day, we actually met in the flesh the other day for, for, for a change yeah. rather than doing this. And um, I said to you, that was probably the best golf tournament I've seen for some time, right from the start all the way through. And it got better and better and better. And Matt Fitzpatrick found himself in a bunker, hit the shot of his life onto the 18th green and won the thing. Yeah, it was fabulous. I, I, I can't think that I've enjoyed a major so much because we had all those twists at the end when you thought, was this going to be Scheffler, then Zalatoris, and then Fitzpatrick, and then Rory was lurking. There were others who you never knew. Your man Colin Morikawa came back strong, didn't he? Just had that mad third round. He's still my mate, Dave. Yeah, no, he redeemed himself on the Sunday. So yeah, it was just a really good week. And I said before, so I know Billy Foster, so that was that was good. Um, to, to see him finally win a win a major and Matt Fitzpatrick, what what a nice family they are as well. So mm. it was um, it was great to see and poor old Will Zalatoris. That's three second places now, isn't it, in majors? I'm well, sure I, said to, I said to you the other day, he's the Jimmy White of golf now, isn't he? Mm. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And I'm, as you say, I'm sure there's one just around the corner because if he continues being this consistent, he will get across the line one day soon. And uh, I'm sure that won't be too far away. Um, I, he, I, yeah, he's not doing anything wrong. Sorry, say he's again. Not, he's not doing anything wrong. It's not like he's getting big leads and blowing it. He's just somehow getting pipped. You mentioned Billy Foster. His reaction on the 18th green was fantastic. He just put his cap down over his face and gave himself a minute, didn't he? before he yeah. started uh, celebrating. And that was uh, very nice to see, I think. Uh, a couple of people said there's more about Billy Foster than Matt Fitzpatrick, but even Matt Fitzpatrick was blowing his trumpet, wasn't he? Yeah, I think it, it shows how important uh, Billy Foster has been. I mean, I've, I've spoken to Billy a number of times and it, it's not just, you know, he's li- he's not just carrying his bag, he's all sorts. He's a big friend of the family. You know, he's, he's helped Matt with a few personal issues as well. So he, he's just a massive part of that team. Yeah, it was just great to see, and um, yeah, there was I. I was sort of regretting it a bit that I didn't back Fitzpatrick, but I think what was he twenty five to one, twenty twos maybe in places. It just seemed like like he was short enough. So yeah, it was a shame, but um, betting aside, I thought it was just a great story to see him win on that course where he won the US Amateur. So yeah, it was lovely. 
yeah, I mean, the symmetry there was very nice, wasn't it? Mm. The staying with the same family and all that kind of thing. All these years sleeping in the same bed, wasn't it? Um, that he slept in when he won the US Amateur. It was uh, a lovely tale. Last thing before we move on to this week, because we do need to move on to this week at some stage. But I heard a lot of people say after that that victory for Matt Fitzpatrick that nobody works harder, dedicated, all the rest of it. Got Billy Foster on the bag. All the, the future's bright for him. And when we come to the um, the Open in England um, in a few weeks' time, is he going to be somebody that we're interested in again? Is he somebody that now can win more majors? We tend to do that, though. With anyone who wins a major, we say, well, what a great player they are. They're now going to win three or four. and <laughs> There aren't that many going, are there? So what normally happens is a player wins a major and then it's someone else's turn for the next few years. So it's very rarely that that you do get multiple major winners. You can have Morikawa, your mate. He's he's won a few in a row. Brooks Kepka did it a few times. Rory, eight or so years ago now. Um, but the, so many majors are won by a first-time major winner that um, that it is just so difficult. You can't just then presume they're going to win a load of them. So, yeah, I think um, Matt Fitzpatrick will be a contender, but... I, I think it's a big ask to try and win another one straight away. I think he might just breathe out a little bit because they do come rapid fire, don't they, these majors, one a month from April. So I think it'll be someone else's turn at St Andrews. Yeah, there's quite a long queue for me, isn't there? Villas-Altoris is probably right at the front of it, isn't he? I don't think too many people would be too upset to see him win the Open and get get one trophy in his cabinet anyway. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. I'll go through the top end of the markets here. Um, Rory McIlroy, he's at nine to one. You've got Justin Thomas, second favourite, around 10. Scotty Scheffler is in there at 10s as well. Patrick Cantlay is in there at 14s. Under Schaffler, 20s. Sam Burns, 20s. Jordan Spieth, 22s. And the rest are bigger. Just before I get your your bets on this one, we've had more people moving on to the live, haven't we? Brooks, Kepka and Bryson have gone there, haven't they? Yeah, and um, the the problem is, even if people say, oh, well, they're not going, and <laughs> a couple of weeks later they are going, who do you believe? I, I guess I guess you kind of believe, there's some you do believe, like Rory's not going. You can just, you just know Justin Thomas isn't going. Colin Morikawa has come out today and said, nope, I'm not going. There's people who've read Ram's quotes and, and, and said, oh, the fact that he said, he mentioned our price, is that, a kind of hidden code that he will, that's what he wants offered. But he was, I mean, he was saying that the money didn't mean anything to him. It was the prestige and the history that, so I do hope that he doesn't go, but you know, I've heard stories that Cantley is going to be going. I can't sort of say that's true or false, but, but um, you know, there are strong rumors and then there's others as well. So, so yeah, so, but so far you, you if if you were saying is Kepka a surprise, you'd you'd go no, wouldn't you? I think I know what he said is one thing, but he's kind of the t- the type who would go because some I don't know he doesn't seem as invested in the. He lands in the live arrivals lounge and turns around to see Bryson DeChambeau walking through the door after him. Oh, yeah, he's best mate. Bro- <laughs> yeah, plus Kepka's brother was already over there, so mm. he's probably sort of told him a few good benefits, good perks for the players and the caddies and everything. I don't understand it, really. I don't... It's difficult all of these guys that we're talking about, the Brysons, the Kepkas, all of the, you know, all the guys that have already gone. It's not like they're short of a few quid already, is it? You know, they've they've earned a lot of money in their careers. Yeah, 
how much money do you need, as we've said before? But anyway, let's yeah. leave that behind us. I, I suppose just, I mean, well, it will become relevant with the bets, so we, we won't mm. totally leave it behind. But there's also a feeling that, you know, has, has Kepka's body kind of packed up a little bit? Has he realised that he's had so many sort of operations and things? Is he... Will he struggle to ever get back to that man who won all four majors? Well, not all four, but won four majors, two US P- PGAs, two US Opens in quickfire fashion. You know, has has DeChambeau kind of, you know, has he got a shelf life if he puts that much pressure on his body with all his big hitting? So, yeah, it's, yeah it's still a, it still seems a, a, a murky, money-grabbing, unsavoury business to me. See, Colin knows which side his bread's but he, he battled so hard in the fourth round to keep my friendship. He doesn't want to lose it now. So, Colin Morikawa, still my mate as we go into uh, the Travellers' Championship. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. You told me ahead of record today that you were going to put up a treble. Do you want to run us through it? Yeah, it's a, it's a round one treble. Often we do 72 hole uh, trebles, but this is a round one treble because round one is obviously the first round we'll see after the gruelling US Open. So I just wonder if there's a few tired minds and bodies out there. And in Rory McIlroy's case, he, he has admitted that not only has he been in contention all week in a US Open, which always is energy sapping. He's then come back and he's had to go to board meetings for the PGA Tour as well. And they interviewed him today, Wednesday, and he was saying he literally put his head on the pillow and he just sort of zonked out. He's, he admits yeah. he's really feeling it. Now, it can be dangerous to then presume he won't have a good week, but I think I could see him certainly getting off to a sluggish start. He might catch up and spring to life a bit. But I think there's value in opposing him on day one. He's in a three ball with Webb Simpson and Kevin Kistner. I've seen a couple of reports from the course that the uh, the rough is up this year compared to previous years. It's quite thick, which again maybe doesn't help Rory, but it does help Webb Simpson. So I'm going to take Webb Simpson in that three ball. It's McElroy, Webb Simpson and Kevin Kistner. Uh, Webb Simpson, we've seen little bursts of form from him. He's 12 to 5 because it's McElroy, you know, you're getting prices on the other two. But yeah, it's McElroy's like second favourite to be first round leader, isn't he? Yeah. And I just think he might be feeling it after last week and it might show up straight away because he's, he's had all these board meetings as well. So, yeah, 12 to 5 Webb Simpson, I think, is a good way to get us started on that three ball. The second one is cashing in on this live. I- idea. I mean, it's, there's no confirmation Patrick Cantlay has gone to live. I'm hearing things that he does. It It does seem, it's going to be dangerous to just view them as a, a one homogenous group, but they're all playing terribly, aren't they? Yeah. Anyone either involved in live or going that way all seems to be playing like a drain. Yeah, if, if he's... If he's just got what? It, what is it? Is it guilt? Is it? I, I don't know. Is it kind of your motivation goes a little bit because you know you've got all this money coming in? Something. There's some phenomenon at work. But Cantlay um, got off to a sluggish start at the US Open. So again, maybe you can take him on. And I'm going to go with Mark Leishman um, in that three ball. It's Cantlay, Leishman, and Harris English. Now Harris English is the defending champion, but they brought him in for interview. And he's he's coming. He said he's coming back from um, as he's known. He's coming back from uh, hip surgery. So he's he's had a problem with his hip, and he says he's not up to full speed yet. He did make the cut in the US Open, but he shot big numbers on the weekend. Uh, so I, I think he's certainly takey honourable, if that's a word, a phrase. Um, but yeah, even before he won last year, 
Harris English had missed his previous three cuts at this course, so it's not like he's got cast iron form or anything. With the doubts over Cantlay and the the doubts over English, uh, I think Mark Leishman is showing some decent signs again. He's twenty one to ten, Mark Leishman. So that would be leg two. So we're building up quite a nice little uh, treble here. 12 to 5 plus a 21 to 10. Yeah. And, and then the other one, Seamus Power had a really good week at the US Open. You can't argue with that. But again, is this slightly afterwards breathing out just a little bit? Will he be as sharp? There's a three ball with Seamus Power, Adam Long and Ricky Fowler. Fowler, you can't really trust at the moment. Again, another live link there. But Adam Long, he's the one I like. He's got some decent course form and decent uh, current form here and there. And he's twelve to five again. I think it's the price. I think it's it's mm. it's sort of a, it's taking on power really. That, that's the that, that's the reasoning for it. I just think Power's price is based on the fact that he had a really good U.S. Open. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll keep it going here. I just thought Adam Long had some good things to recommend him. Good good course form. He's a, a straight hitter, which is good. He's, Adam Long's played well on Pete Dye courses as well um, before. It's a bit of value there, twelve to five. So you put that together. Tell Ooh. me, what, what's that total up at? at around thirty-four to one. With, that's, all, um, that's tasty enough, isn't it? Who's, yeah. who's that with? So that's with Betfair and Paddy Power. Others, it's around 28s with, with others, but if you head to Betfair or Paddy Power, yeah, you're getting 34 to 1. That's all right. So Webb Simpson to beat Kistner and McElroy, Mark Leishman to beat Cantley in English, and Adam Long to beat Power and Fowler. Total them together, 34 to 1 with Betfair and Paddy Power. That lands, we're, we're in clover, aren't we? I'm going to put up one. Oh, just, go on. I'm going to put up one winner. Don't, um, well, hopefully it's not Justin Thomas because he's had to withdraw today. Oh, okay. I wondered why his row had gone. Um, yeah. So Justin Thomas is out with a back niggle. McElroy's tired. Cantlay might be going to live. So who is it someone near the top end? Yes. I really like Sam Burns. Yeah. The way he's playing, the way he's going up the world rankings, the way he just keeps on. I mean, he's, he's won a few as well, hasn't he, of late? Um, yeah, he's somebody that I just I just got a funny feeling in my water, so to speak. And he's um, best price. You can get him at eighteen to one, eight places. William Hill, um, on the basis that I'm on a run because Colin, despite the fact that he slipped down the leaderboard, he still landed our each way price, didn't he? So eighteen to one, eight places. With William Hill for Sam Burns for me this week, DT. Yeah. Um... Course form, he, he, he's got better each year he's played here. So 40th odd on debut, 24th in 2020, 13th last year. He did slip back a bit in the US Open, but he's had a couple of decent majors now. I think the, the, the angle with him was, oh, he wins all the time, but he's no good in majors. Well, he's had 20th and 27th the last two, being on the leaderboards. Uh, so, yeah, he's a, a growing force in the game. So, yeah, I can't... Uh, and he won um, at Colonial just three starts ago, won the Valspar back in March. He's someone who keeps winning, so ride the hot horse. If you ride a hot horse, it burns you. Hey, Sam Burns, 18 to 1, eight places with William Hill. And uh, just a reminder, Webb Simpson to beat Kisnet McElroy, Mark Leishman to beat English and Cantlay, and Adam Long to beat Fowler and Power. Um, 12 to 5, 21 to 10, 12 to 5 respectively. You could take them separately or put them together. 34 to 1 as a treble with Betfair and Paddy Power. DT, um, you go off and get some sleep. It's, it's strange, isn't it, this one? Because we're recording it. It's now 23 minutes past midnight in the UK. 
um, on Thursday mornings. I've even forgotten what day it is. But we're effectively in the evening for our US watchers. So if you're actually watching us live for the first time, hello, this is what we look like, and not just listening to us on the uh, on the podcast. But that will be out in a few moments' time because I'm going to still do it tonight before I go to bed. So on that basis, we're going to say goodbye to you now. Gamble responsibly, everybody. Enjoy the Travellers Championship. DT, thank you very much as always. Cheers, James. And I'll see you, or we will see you all again around about, well, we're going to see you probably a little bit earlier, um, but around about the same time next week. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Podcast Network.